So Brian, what's it been like uh, the road leading to the release of Ordinary Love? It's it's an incredible film. Well, thank you very much. Um, like the well, I suppose it's been about a four year journey. Mm. Um, for some people longer. Mm. Um, so the the Owen McCafferty, the writer, like he was basically, it was twenty fifteen I think, and uh, David Holmes, my producing partner, yeah, very good friend of. Uh, both Lisa and Glenn and Owen um, basically just like suggested to Owen that he should write this story because mm-hmm. Owen and his wife had gone through a very similar story to what, what Tom and Joan and Ordinary Love um, go through so at that point I was brought on board the project Owen had, had decided yeah he should give it a go yeah. and and I think he had talked to his wife Peggy and um, had said well do you think I should do this and she was like why not and they actually thought, well, do you know what? If some good can come of this situation, yeah, we should do that. We should try. So he wrote a treatment. Then I was brought on at that point. So so David then sort of talked to Lisa and Glenn about it and said, look, I think this could be an amazing project follow-up for you from Good Vibrations, yeah. the last film. Um, they instantly up for it. And then that's when David brought, brought me to the table and sort of asked, you know, do you think I could bring it through development? And then obviously under production and so for me it's been like four years yeah um, and it started with yeah taking that treatment going for development funding mm. and then sort of starting to build traction get a draft and then we it was an early draft it was like a first first draft revisions so yeah. effectively a second draft um and that was actually put on Liam's desk Maybe yeah, they they were saying that how it was yeah. on, it was kind of not it's not unheard of, but it's uh, it's rare when you want to put out the first draft to uh, someone you want in the role. Yeah, it's funny because some of our financiers like um when we when we when he created the first draft, yeah. uh they they had the the note was we have no notes right now and keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So like and I think like I've only this is only my second feature film. Mm-hmm. I've read hundreds of feature film scripts. You know I've made. 18 short films um, so I have a certain amount of um, experience however not you know I still feel I'm kind of starting out in film <laughs> feature films Yeah. so um, I think I've never read a first draft ever in my life that was as good as Owen's for Ordinary Love and I don't think I will again mm. until I get the first draft of the next thing <laughs> you know and is it, does it come from his I suppose his playwright background do you think that the first draft was so impactful because Lisa and Glenn talked about how it also impressed Liam so much that he came immediately on board. Yeah, yeah. Well, he signed up yeah. at that point, and I suppose for us we were like shit. <laughs> 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 well, actually, for me, I was I was genuinely like, oh crap, this is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Getting the call, I was yeah. like, got the call. Okay, Liam signed up, and mm. I was like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? Mm. It was my first instinct because, yeah. you know my film Before Ordinary Love was like a way way smaller film The mm-hmm. Dig um, but yeah, that you was still had a lot of you still had a lot of uh, pe- I wouldn't say Irish royalty but you still you know you had Mo and yeah you know, you yeah, had yeah, of, you had a lot of great uh, oh no no Irish talent a, yeah like I'm super super proud of that mm. film you know if, if anything it's in one sense you know I can't be prouder of anything else yeah. because it was so it was such a triumph I think for all of us involved but you know, I was sitting on this first first day principal photography on the dig when I got the call that Liam Neeson oh, signed wow. up. 
so actually in my head, my little head, I couldn't cope with <laughs> anything else at that point. That was the point that could have just snapped me. Yep. <laughs> and so when I found out he was attached, I was just like, oh, Brian, man. you're right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things, it's like, yeah, Liam Neeson signed up to my yeah. project. Like, should you not be happy? Yeah. <laughs> so then so, when Leslie came on, what was that like? Oh, like, God, do you know, talk about your dream, dream, mm. dream cast. You know, I think that, um, I think that so when Liam came on board then that was the point of right we're going mm-hmm. and it was about building the finance it mm. was about closing the finance and at that point it was like well you know so we're as producers we're like okay we, we need to get this ball rolling um, and then the directors are like well the most important thing is who we cast opposite Liam yeah. you know and so obviously then as well in con- consulting Liam and kind of talking to him and getting his opinion on it it was very clear very very quickly that Leslie Manville was the number one choice mm. like and really there was nobody else if it was uh, you know if you had your dream cast and then so we went out to Leslie at that point you're kind of like well so many things have happened already in the infancy of this project that just you couldn't have written it yeah. you know you couldn't have wished for better mm. that when she signed up I was kind of of course she did <laughs> like, <laughs> it's funny it's, you and Glenn seem to have the same thing like planets aligned stars aligned yeah, it was. to make this kind of this perfect kind of screenplay the story about ordinary love and it, it's just it's fascinating to hear that it was like for me from my perspective mm. you know Having having these two directors who are, who are really so accomplished, you know, mm. having this playwright who it's his first screenplay, yeah, and you can pitch that all day long. Yeah. This, you know, this person who's just completely like done everything possible within his field, then goes he into moves, a new yeah. field. Like you, you know, you can pitch that to anybody, and they yeah. want to read that script. And then he actually the script was so amazing, and then you have Leslie Manville and Liam yeah. Neeson. And so actually, for me, like every day, I was. I suppose I didn't get time to sort of sit back and there's never any time to pat yourself mm. on the back because producers, you just don't do that. Well, how, how long was the production? Like, how long of the course of the entire production did it take for, from beginning to end? Well, like, so once we closed finance, mm-hmm. which was we closed finance on the 16th of May 2018 last year, mm-hmm. we then had May, June, July, 12 weeks of pre-production, oh, wow. five weeks of production, mm-hmm and um, then we had like 16 to 20 weeks of post but like so five weeks actually shooting you know that's not that much time like no. it's, re- it's really not that much time and you know like um, but but Glenn and Lisa were incredible they used that time so so wisely and, and then as producers we kind of tried to make certain calls to maximise that time for them you know because the key was was time on set with the actors mm we really we knew how important it was to rehearse as yeah. well and give uh, Leslie and Liam time together with the directors before shooting so so actually they all went to New York um, Leslie and Liam happened to be in New York at the same time and so Glenn and Lisa went over that was maybe in June or something mm-hmm. and, and gave them give them a few days to actually just hang out and, and the main thing for them was I don't know they may have talked about this the chemistry do you know what I'm saying oh, I mean like a, you don't even need to talk about that to, to see the chemistry it just it comes off the screen yeah. you know and it's, I gather, it's palpable I gather in that first meeting where they're you know they're all sitting down and mm. they're just like wow they, they have chemistry yeah, you know, it's just really instant yeah. so um, yeah but mm. so like it was very it was, you know even for the budget we have which wasn't which wasn't massive like mm. we just tried to give 
the director's much time mm. with Leslie and me. And even with a smaller budget, that can actually add more creativity because you're trying to figure out ways to make things look as uh, impactful and as potent with a smaller budget than rather, you know, you have all this lavish amounts of budget that you don't really maybe need even that kind of money. Yeah, yeah well, I like, I suppose budgets are a funny thing because the budget we have for Ordinary Love, mm. you know, I would have dreamt of that budget and would still dream of that budget from an X film, <laughs> you know, but then it's not. It's not Marvel. No. It's not, you know, no. it's not $40 million. No. You know, so in one sense, we had everything we needed. It was more about time. Yeah. And it was just about how you yeah. use the time. And it is funny that you mentioned time because I was told by someone, you only had, you guys only had so much time with some of the, uh, what was it, the medical equipment when... Oh, we had like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard like an hour for, this I is believe the scene where she's getting her breast checked. If, if I'm, I might be wrong about that one. Or it's another scene. Where, uh, because of the actual test. equipment. Yeah, because it's actual equipment. Yeah. And it's actual staff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we we shot that in a in a like a private facility in mm. Belfast, and it's so funny because right. So so when we're programming the shoot, which was July and August last mm. year, one of the things I'm thinking is oh the twelfth of July, that holiday Belfast closes down. Oh. You know, and so we're like oh god, so is that going to be a problem? You know, because roads are closed. Yeah. There's a, like the whole. The whole city shuts down. Well, yeah, yeah, to a degree, and and there's big parties and stuff, and and other people just get out of dodge. So, mm-hmm. um, but for us, it was like, well, is this is this going to be an issue or not? What actually transpired was that that was the twelfth of July was mm-hmm. the only day we could have got into this private facility to use the actual machines oh, okay. because every other day they're working. Yeah. So so and and this is the only holiday that they actually shut shut up shop. So. In hindsight, what we worry, what I worried about from the start was actually the saviour of it. Mm. But so we had one day in using these like real MRI machines, yep. you know, like mammogram machines, bone scanners, like all the stuff in it is the real stuff. And actually, a lot of the healthcare professionals in the film are real people yeah, yeah. doing Lisa the job. Brad, and that was a big thing from 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 Lisa particularly. Oh no, well for both of them, they really wanted to. They really saw the importance of maintaining the authenticity. Yeah, because I, I, it, it translates through in the film because you feel that moment when she first gets her breasts checked and that there's a sense of an alien nature almost, that she's she's vulnerable, She's there's no words or anything, she just feels really yeah. out of place. There's these people there, but they're talking in a weird language. And it's like the Starship the, Enterprise. It's, it's isn't weird. It? It's it's just it's really and you feel for her mm-hmm. because this is obviously you, you know she's clearly a woman that's clearly in the pro, uh, prime of her life. Yeah, and then it's just hit with just blindsided by this event. And it's like for us as as guys, yeah. we don't understand this. No. It's like because when I saw that scene and because that's a close set mm-hmm. because anytime there's sort of any sensitive sort of stuff it was like mm-hmm. just the directors, just Leslie, mm-hmm. you know, only the people who really needed to be there yeah. were there. To give Leslie her space, and um, and so so for me, actually watching those scenes for the first time in the edit, it, it hits you surprisingly. I it does because you're kind of like you know, and and like I have two sisters and a mother. Yeah, so exactly. I'm, I'm yeah, I have only, a sister and a mother. Exactly, it's the type of thing. So, but you don't understand that it's like you know, every six months or every however long they have to get a a, a mandatory or like a a, a mammogram. Mm. You know, they're kind of brought in take your top off, stand here, move. And, you know, arms get lifted and stuff. Yeah. And get, I think this, and, and somebody said this to me, um, 
who had seen who had seen it at the castle. We had a, mm. like a, a sort of a private castle crew screening in Belfast. Mm. Oh, yeah, I was told about that. Yeah, and so they said they this this lady who had been through a similar experience had said that she was so happy that this film had been made because it showed to people who hadn't been through this or hadn't um, ha- had never seen a loved one go through it how brave these women are mm. and how brave people who go through this are because mm. it's, it's kind of in one sense it's life or death yeah you know and the stakes couldn't be higher but when you see your film there's the beauty of it, it's so normal yeah but that's the thing it's like all our all our loved ones experience this at some point and we walk around and we sort of bubble not not thinking about that mm. you know and you know it's it, it's an, it's it's just so potent a film um when you finally got to sit down with audiences and that what was that like because Lisa and Glenn were very happy with how they experienced it at TIFF yeah and uh, there was a Mumbai film festival I believe it opened up Cork here yeah and also you said it yourself the cast and crew yeah. in Belfast yeah what was it like seeing it finished for the first time? I always love asking people involved, what was it like seeing the finished product and seeing the score and everything and just seeing how everyone mm-hmm. wanted it played out? Well, so, yeah, cause we saw it finished ourselves as a final sort of check, mm. you know, when we're in the when we're in a, a cinema ourselves, closed. Yeah. Um, but the first time you see it with an audience, mm. like, so tiff for us yeah. you know we were a special presentation we were in this incredible incredible theatre mm. packed completely sold out yeah. you know for, was it 400 people I can't remember I think I think I, I get it I step, I'm stepping on your toes I'm sorry uh, no, no, 900 no. I think was it 800 yeah oh 900 yeah 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 it was you're right yeah, it was 900 I'm so, only remembering this because yeah. Lisa literally told me that like 20 minutes ago but so you can you can imagine just the atmosphere in the place and the fact that you know we had we had our cast there we had us there mm. and the directors there the you know so there's real anticipation and like yeah you shit yourself <laughs> I can imagine you know you do because but actually first time at TIFF I imagine no I was the no. day, I was there last year oh for before, the day yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. I, I had a short play there previously as oh, well so it's my third time at TIFF but um, has it like dimmed dimmed in its spectacular it's got better because yeah. every, <laughs> film, every film I've had has been in a bigger yeah. category you know so um, but Tiff's, Tiff's amazing, you know. Um, but for us, it was just, um, yeah, it's once you because once it's out there, you're done, yeah. And then you're at the end, it doesn't matter about the start of the film, it's mm. the end. Do you know when it finishes yeah. and you're like, it cuts to black, and then you're like, there's silence, and it's like, oh shit, there's silence, <laughs> and then people start clapping, you're like, oh thank god, because <laughs> yeah, Tiff can go either way with a lot of those films, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Oh yeah. no! I just mean like in general with like maybe they can. I know that like because everybody sort of overthinks every uh, aspect of filmmaking to a degree. So it's <laughs> like, well, the, the like our sales agent was like really happy yeah. that we got this venue for TIFF because mm. it's beautiful. It's called the Winter Garden. And there's like flowers in the ceiling, you know, and it's, it's incredible. So it was a really warm atmosphere for the film. So mm. yeah, it was great. Well, listen, uh, Brian, it's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thank you for Excellent. taking the time. No problem.